0: Hello, my name is Dr. Hannah Rosa, and I'm a locum GP working in the northeast of England, and I also co-host the GP Notebook study groups. Welcome to the GP Notebook podcast, where we discuss bite-sized topics aimed at all those working in primary care. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please follow us to receive notifications about new episodes. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving a review to help other listeners find us. You can also follow us on Twitter at GP Notebook for more information about new podcast episodes and study groups. Finally, you can visit gpnotebookpodcast.com for podcast episode show notes and gpnotebookeducation.com to find out more about upcoming study group meetings. In this episode, we'll be discussing vaccine hesitancy. We'll be finding out what it is, the reasons behind it and considering whether it is an issue that we should be addressing with our patients in primary care and if so, how. COVID-19 has thrown vaccinations once again into the spotlight and at the time of recording polio and monkeypox vaccinations are also hitting the headlines. According to the latest statistics, 75.1% of the UK population have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19, but this figure varies hugely across different subsets of the population. In England, as of May 2022, 77.1% of white British people aged 18 and over had received three COVID vaccinations, compared to 38.9% of black Caribbean people. Vaccination rates have also continued to be lower in other groups, including those living in more deprived areas, those who are limited by disability, and those who have never worked. This all contributes towards widening health inequalities, which has a knock-on effect for us all working in primary care and morally, you know, it's not right. So I've been asking myself, what can I do? When I see a patient who hasn't been vaccinated against COVID-19, should I raise it in the same way that I might mention that they haven't been for their smear or their asthma check? And if I do raise it, what is the best approach? as there is part of me that wants to avoid any uncomfortable confrontation at all costs. And the last thing I wanna do is open a huge anti-vax can of worms, especially when pushed for time and given that the patient came in to discuss something unrelated. Well, first let's think about what vaccine hesitancy is. The World Health Organization defines it as a delay in acceptance or refusal of safe vaccines, despite availability of vaccine services. And in 2019, they listed vaccine hesitancy as one of the top 10 threats to global health. There are many complex reasons behind it and it's context specific. For example, a person may be against the COVID vaccinations, but support the HPV vaccine. They may support their parents having a vaccine, but not themselves. Traditionally, the three C's model was used to conceptualize vaccine hesitancy. However, in 2018, researchers proposed a five C's model. The first C standing for confidence, which refers to a lack of trust, for example, in the safety of the vaccines or the organizations which support them. Second is complacency which refers to the risks being perceived as low of the vaccine preventable disease. Third, we have constraints, which refers to factors such as accessibility and language barriers. Fourthly is calculation, which refers to extensive information searching, for example, reading a lot online. And lastly is collective responsibility, which can increase vaccine uptake as people share a willingness to protect others, but it can also act as a reason for people not getting the vaccine as they choose to wait for enough other people to be vaccinated and then believe that they'll benefit from herd immunity instead. But as I've previously mentioned, vaccine hesitancy is complex. As for an individual, their reasons may change depending on the situation and over time. There may be religious or cultural concerns, and then many of these different factors overlap. So based on how complex vaccine hesitancy can be, can we try to address it within primary care? Two things have inspired me that yes, we can, and also that we should. The first was reading a case study where six GP practices in Leicester worked with partners on a personalized approach to vaccine hesitancy concerns. They took a variety of approaches, including working with local radio stations to deliver messages in different languages, having pop-up vaccination sites, for example, in mosque car parks and on housing estates and working with faith leaders. The most effective method though, was found to be speaking with people individually. The patients first received a call from a GP receptionist who conveyed some key vaccine messages. Then if they weren't happy to book a vaccine, they next received a message from a nurse. And then if they wanted to, they could have another appointment with a GP. This approach was time consuming, but rewarding as 90% of people spoken to directly agreed to have a vaccine appointment booked and then the attendance to these appointments was an impressive 95%. So clearly discussions with healthcare workers managed to change the minds of lots of vaccine hesitant people. My second source of inspiration came from an article in the pharmaceutical journal called How to Address Vaccine Hesitancy from 2021, which although primarily aimed at pharmacists, also had a lot of good take-home messages for everyone working in primary care. In the article, they draw on a lot of research with vaccine hesitant people. And they also found that advice and recommendations from healthcare professionals was one of the commonest reasons for people to change their minds and accept vaccines. They then handily explored the best ways to have these conversations. The first step is to be proactive and raise the topic, but without passing judgment. For example, you could say, there's an alert on my screen saying that you're due your COVID vaccine. This will hopefully allow the patient the chance to indicate if they're willing to talk about it or not and allow you to judge where the patient is on the change cycle. One of four scenarios will likely follow. Number one, they don't want to discuss it then and there, in which case you can let them know that they can discuss it at another time if they wish. Number two, my favorite scenario, is that they're very keen to have their vaccine, but booking it has simply slipped their mind, in which case you've given them a helpful reminder. Number three, they may have very strong views against having the vaccine. In this case, I personally wouldn't recommend taking the discussion any further other than possibly offering to send them a text message with a link to the latest public health information as you don't want to end up in a debate going back and forth or worse still, an argument. Number four, they may be vaccine hesitant and have been putting it off, in which case you can then offer to explore their concerns. So in those patients who are willing to discuss their vaccine hesitancy further, how should we proceed? Well, one approach is simply to ask them about their concerns but if you get the feeling that the issue may be quite complex and if you have the time, sometimes employing other behavior change techniques can be very powerful. One method is to ask them to think about and list the advantages of not having the vaccine and then the disadvantages of not having the vaccine. The aim of this, other than listing the patient's concerns, is that the patient voices their own arguments for and against the vaccine, and hopefully, through discussion, sees that there are far more reasons to have the vaccine than not. People are far more likely to make positive change if they're the ones that have voiced it, rather than if they've just been told what to do. If the patient does seem willing to have their vaccine, Then the final crucial step is to ask the patient to make a plan with a date in the diary for when, and thinking about how they're going to book their appointments as change is then far more likely to happen if this is in place. I must admit that I first was quite reluctant to try this technique in clinic, especially given time pressures, but I've been surprised that I've managed to do it relatively well in as little as two minutes. When it comes to answering questions, be honest and provide any answers that you can or direct patients to the appropriate resources. I find that the NHS COVID-19 vaccine webpage is one of the best to use and direct patients to. It's up to date and it has good links to further information on vaccine safety and side effects. For example, the risks of developing blood clots or myocarditis and another page which discusses pregnancy, breastfeeding and fertility. It also addresses many common questions, such as the speed at which the vaccine was developed, guidance on the vaccine and different health conditions, and the different ingredients that the vaccines contain. Finally, it lets patients know how they can arrange to have their vaccines. For patients for whom English is not their first language, then the NHS North Cumbria website has a large range of COVID-19 vaccination leaflets and videos in a range of different languages. I've included the links for both of these resources in the show notes for this episode. A top tip that I learnt when it comes to discussing vaccines with vaccine hesitant patients is not to use fear as it can backfire. When researchers looked at how to reduce vaccine misperceptions, specifically with the MMR and the falsely claimed link with autism, they found that parents actually had an increased belief in the vaccine autism link after they'd been shown pictures of sick children suffering from diseases prevented by the vaccine. And that parents who were told a dramatic story about a child who nearly died of measles then had increased beliefs in serious vaccine side effects. Finally, if the conversation doesn't end with the patient happily on their way to book their vaccine appointment, or if you see them again and they haven't had their vaccinations, don't be disheartened, but leave the door open, letting the patient know that they can get in touch if they have further concerns or questions. Addressing vaccine hesitancy is often done as part of an ongoing dialogue. So, in summary, we have looked at what vaccine hesitancy is, the reasons often behind it, some good evidence that has shown that we in primary care can make a difference, and then thought about how we can approach the topic with patients. As a final thought, a recent study published in June 2022 in The Lancet Infectious Diseases estimated that the COVID-19 vaccines prevented 19.8 million deaths globally between December 2020 and December 2021. This is just mind-blowing. However, just think how many more deaths could have been prevented if we had been quicker at rolling out vaccines in low-income countries, and if we all worked together at reducing vaccine hesitancy. So thank you all for listening. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Please do have a look at the show notes that accompany this episode at gpnotebookpodcast.com. And we'd be very grateful if you would consider following the podcast and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Feel free to get in touch via social media at GP Notebook or email support at gpnotebook.com if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future podcasts. You should also visit us at gpnotebookeducation.com to register for our virtual GP Notebook study groups and to download free resources and shortcuts to help improve the lives of our patients in primary care. Right. I'm off to try and come up with a seven C's model to conceptualize vaccine hesitancy. Goodbye.